Hey guys, you're listening to Quick Blitz. We're on episode 13 here on the Riot Network. It's been a fun ride here along with my co-host, my beautiful co-host, my uh you can't tell that I'm pretty with this man. Oh, no you did. Co-host uh <laughs> Sheena Quick. Uh guys, I wanted to thank everyone for listening, everyone who has subscribed. You guys give us great feedback. You guys always give us great energy. So keep that up. If you see something that you want to comment on, please comment on our Twitter pages. We are obviously very active on those and make sure you're subscribing to Quick Blitz on the Riot Network. We drop new episodes every Thursday. And if you want to subscribe, go to the riotreport.com black backslash quick hyphen blitz. So here we go. Bashta, let's get into these week eight cuts before we talk about the game last Sunday. The Panthers have been busy on the transaction wire the last couple of days. Um, on Monday, the team announced that they had released um, wide receiver Seth Roberts in addition to Josh Hawkins. Now, both of those were eyebrow-raising, but for different reasons. Right. Seth Roberts was a vet. Um, he had been seeing snaps. He hadn't been targeted in a couple of weeks, but he had just played in the Saints game on Sunday. So um, on a team that is very young, um, he was one of the vets and apparently the Panthers did not like what they saw. I, I, do you think that that's what it was? I, you, you never really know with this because, you know, Seth Roberts, I get it if it were a different situation like Eli Apple, which we'll talk about later. But Seth Roberts played in all of the Panthers games. He had four receptions for 31 yards. Now the stats aren't that much. But, you know, here was a guy who's a vet and he added depth to that wide receiver position. And so when I saw that he got cut, I, I honestly was shocked. And, and side note, it didn't take him long to get picked up. But right. maybe they need to maybe they I don't even think that they replaced those roster spots yet, have they? Not that I've seen, and he actually had not been targeted since week four, but there are things that wide receivers do that don't make it onto the stat sheets, whether they're blocking or decoying or things like that. But I don't know now that we're coming to think of it and seeing that Curtis Samuel is getting a few more touches, maybe that factored in somehow. I'm not exactly sure, but perhaps. Yeah, but you know, Curtis Samuel was always going to, it wasn't like he wasn't going to get the burn. So right now, right. The active players on the uh, active wide receivers on uh, the Panthers roster, Pharaoh Cooper, uh, who else? Of course, DJ Moore, Robbie Anderson, and I guess, oh, Brandon Zilstra. Zilstra, Zilstra and Curtis and Samuel. And Curtis Samuel. So, I mean, I, we knew that they would have to make room for Christian McCaffrey also, but I thought that they had an extra spot there on, on the roster. That was a, that was a very, um, surprising move for me. Definitely, definitely a surprising move. We're ahead of the trade deadline. I want to say that is next Tuesday, it's November 3rd. Um, so, you know, who knows what Hernie and them are up to, but I know what they're not up to. Listen, they're not playing you out and about without your mask on. And on social media for the world to see, which is what happened with Josh Hawkins. The Boo Boo the Fool Award goes to Josh Hawkins 
and his girlfriend you know i don't have any problems with calling people out y'all know this and and i posted the video on instagram if you did not see his first of all it's everything is wrong about this number one you're in nico's you fumbled the bag for nico's number one on a Saturday, and yeah, the, I heard I hear the vibe is cool, but you're in a pandemic. You just signed to the team less than a week ago. You're up in Nico's. You're posting on social media because she wasn't the only one who posted videos of them. He posted a picture of him kind of opening the car for her to go into the car door, still with no mask, with no mask, and he and she was the one who posted the video of him in the restaurant doing the soldier boy tell him all the way wrong might i add and she tagged him <laughs> she tagged him the caption and she the caption is what got me do you think she did it do you think she was being malicious i don't think she was being malicious um she can't be pay I don't think she was being malicious. I think it was irresponsible. I don't think it was malicious. I mean, her, even her caption, the people deserve to see these videos. And I'm like, man, what a haunting caption. But why would they need to do, why would they deserve to see those videos? I guess because he was dancing, but he definitely was um hitting that Superman all wrong. He danced his way right on up out of the league. And so I hope those videos posting were worth it. Um, You know, when you're, when you are in the spotlight and he's a practice squad player, I would have never known who he was. Cause I saw the video. I didn't know who the well, guy he was, was here. He was here prior. He yeah. played in, in 2018, but even more so damning for him is that I, I don't think he's been in a, played actively in a game since 2018. I think he bounced around a couple of practice squads. Yes. He was with the Falcons and then he came here. So you're already kind of fighting to get all the way back into the league and then you come to a team that has placed five players on COVID reserve in the last week and a half borderline cluster and you're out and about in Charlotte completely dancing he's too old to be acting like this like I think he's 27 he's, he's not a rookie yeah he's not, he's a, not rookie. a rookie so I'm not even giving him a pass on that like you can't you have to be more careful his girlfriend should have it's number one his girlfriend should have been like and sometimes we as women we got to rein the men in and i get this but your girl is supposed to help you in these situations be like all right nah babe we're not gonna do this she is hype man and then posting the videos come on can you imagine what that conversation was like afterwards when he went back home after turning in his playbook i mean what do you say i know she felt like doo-doo yeah, and she's she's since gone. Her. She has since gone private. She has since she gone, has private. gone private on her Instagram, and I and I understand why. He, I give him props. He hasn't gone private. He hasn't said much. I think he posted something. He posted to a story. Um, uh, I forget the comedian's name, but uh, about trials and being tested and stuff like that. I hate it when people post that cryptic stuff. Like, yeah. I mean, you're not being tested. You're not a victim of a circumstance. You created the circumstance. Absolutely. Like that, that is what I I have not seen anything. So, so stupid in a, in a, since, since the rookie tried to sneak the girl into the, yeah, that was, yeah, that was, he was a rookie. So he is like, okay, he young and dumb, but this move right here from a vet, from a 27 year old grown man. mm -mm. I mean, I don't think. 
I don't think he'll get signed again. I don't think so either. And guys, just to add clarity to the anti-maskers and that he can do what he wants and we have rights and things like that. I'm almost certain that in a pandemic to make this season work, I'm pretty sure players were asked to sign some sort of, you know, agreement, agreeing not to put themselves or their teammates at risk. I'm not exactly sure, but given the circumstances of everything that's going on and how, we really as a nation still don't have a grip on this virus. I mean, that I think that was his career killer. I think that was it for him. Absolutely. I wouldn't sign him. I wouldn't trust him. If I'm a GM, I, you, you can't not go to Nico's on a Saturday night and dance to soldier boy in 2020. Like the place wasn't even that lit. Like, I mean, soldier boy, you up in the aisles doing dancing to soldier boy. You you deserve everything of all of all. Da- well, I'm not even gonna lie. Soldier Boy hit sometime, but not enough. It, it does not enough. To, not enough she? to cost your job. Soulja I mean, Boy sometimes hit. I'll be, I might be in the gym and and, and and it might come up on the little mixing, you know. But I mean, not enough for me to 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 fumble the bag. That's Absolutely. for sure. Definitely not enough for me to fumble the bag. Absolutely not. So we go on to Tuesday where um. We talked to Matt Rule mm-hmm. right after practice. He mentioned that cornerback Eli Apple left previous prior to practice beginning to go inside and get treatment because he felt like he could not go due to a re-aggravated hamstring. Less than two hours later, we get the notification that the Panthers had released Apple. What were your knee-jerk reactions to that, V? I mean, if you can't get on the field, what we'll we keeping you for? And I'm thinking that, I mean... A leg- if they, I think that they're questioning the legitimacy of that injury because, like, if somebody is, le- I mean, he came in with hamstring is- issues. They persisted. He played what? He played. He was active. He was active for against the Cardinals for a couple of special team snaps. Yeah, a couple that's of what, snaps. That's why we didn't see him on the defensive series that game because you know when they came, they said, "Oh, there's an injury update." Eli Apple will not return, and we were like, "He played," but it was right. because he was on special teams that game. So you play a couple of special team snaps, then you play against the Saints, and now all of a sudden, like obviously, he wasn't on the injury report. I don't think after the game that Monday. Well, no, Monday he was a full participant. So. Now, all of a sudden, you can't practice because your hamstring is hurting you again. Hamstrings are are, is, are injuries that are harder to recover from. I understand that. But you came in with this. Like, bruh. Right. At, at some point, we just got to cut our losses. Yeah, and, and, and that move, cutting both Roberts and Apple, cost the Panthers a substantial amount of dead cap space. They are amongst the league's leaders in dead cap space. I think that puts that puts them right around 50 million. Wow. After those two moves, yeah, because Apple's contract was for 3 million, um 750 guarantee, so they they had to eat the 2.7 or somewhere around that that number for them for him, just him. So they're they're leading the league or not leading the league, but they're they're up there when it comes they, to dead they cap space. Eli Apple to 3 million one year, yeah. I mean, this is not a podcast today about Marty Herney. That move, I mean, I'm not in any, I don't eat. You know, I never hate to tell, say, 
take food or money, food out of people's mouths and money out of people's hands. But I mean, I don't know what Eli Apple has shown to warrant, you know, more than uh, maybe a little more than a, a, a vet, a league vet minimum. I mean, that's it. And, and then here you go. I mean, you cut him after week, what, six, seven? Week seven, yeah. Cut him after week seven, I, you know. Speaking then, of, go ahead. You know that that only leaves four cornerbacks on the roster. They don't, that's, he was supposed to add the veteran depth. And, and yeah, because Russell, you have Russell Douglas still on COVID reserve. Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah. So on tomorrow, well, you guys will be listening on Thursday, Thursday night football game against the Falcons, who will have Julio Jones back. Um, Troy Pry Jr., the rookie, he will start opposite of Dante Jackson, who has been nursing a nagging turf toe injury. Um, other than those two, you have Stan Thomas Oliver. Or Stan Oliver Thomas. I'm sorry, guys. Stanley it's, Thomas it's, Oliver. It's, it's STO, Stanley yeah. Thomas Oliver. You have him who's only seen, you know, very limited special team snaps. You have him and you have Cornelder who has primarily played nickel. Those oh. that, the, that's your secondary. Those are those are your cornerback options. Somebody going up against be, Matt Ryan, Julio Jones, and Calvin fence. Ridley. They need a fence because I'm telling you what. They are going if if I'm if I'm a receiver for the Falcons if I'm really licking your chops or, right licking your or chops. Jones these are great receivers I'm yeah. salivating like I'm ready to eat like I'm hungry and I better get my yards and we all know about that record setting day that yes the three hundred receipt woof. That like, thing was nasty listen I, Phil Snow mm. is going to have to dial up some heck heck of a zones or whatever well, or, let me or, tell you. or at least or at least get pressure on Matt Ryan so that he can't pass the ball because if he has time it's a wrap it's a wrap and like people will look and see I know we like to get our jokes off I am one that will tell you in a heartbeat that the Falcons are going Falcon but I don't think that even with one win I don't think that this is a team that the Panthers can look past can you hear him screaming Yeah, so I don't think this is a team that the Panthers can can look past, especially if we see them come out and have a performance like they had on Sunday where Drew Brees and the Saints didn't even punt. I mean, they joked that they didn't even have to activate their kicker because they didn't have to punt the whole game. Well, I mean, prime time, it'll be interesting to see, especially with that secondary, how the Panthers are able to handle that. And, you know, we'll talk more a little bit about the Falcons later. But going back to week seven, there was something that happened toward the end of the game that had people talking. And um, Teddy Bridgewater, Teddy Bridgewater was, and I know you guys, you you guys watch the games because you guys are faithful watchers and Basically, but if you didn't watch, so during the Panthers 24 to 27 loss to the Saints, Teddy Bridgewater ran out of bounds on the New Orleans Saints uh, sideline. Then he kept running and he took a seat on the bench next to Drew Brees and Taysom Hill. So there were a number of Panthers fans who did not like that. Um, Sheena, what did you think about that move? 
I didn't like that at all. Um, I mean, to add insult to injury, then you lost the game. Talk to him. You know, and that play was very critical. I'm not saying that Teddy Bridgewater is the reason that the Panthers lost. Clearly, the defense, you know, did not show up for sure. But I just, I, I didn't like it. I didn't think it was a good look. Especially, you still winning this fan, you're still winning this fan fan base over. Listen, you still got work to do. Teddy Bridgewater, it was the fourth quarter. All right, the Panthers were down by three. You're on a potentially game-winning drive. You don't gain yards. You run out of your way to go sit on the bench on your opponent's team and chill. Couple of things wrong with this. Number one, you're losing. Like, I don't understand what the joyful and the rah-rah and all of the playfulness is for. Number two, you're in a very critical situation as far as the game is concerned. You're in the fourth quarter. You have time clock to worry about. You have focus to worry about. All of these things you need to worry about. And you're wasting time running to the sideline, joking around with the opposition? Like, absolutely not. Absolutely not. And you know the Saints do not um, hold back when it comes to the petty. The NFL posted a clip on its real and of course cam jordan was in the comments and he stated i don't want to misquote him he stated all that hustle just for at teddy b underscore h2o he added him guys to throw the ball away looking at emoji eye roll emoji crying laughing emoji embarrassing 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 like yeah honestly honestly i and i understand like the the league in itself period is not like what it used to be like back in the day you would never see never see uh, a player or panthers player or any maybe any player or any team go and chop it up and do something like that right times have changed i get it but in that situation with what was going on do you think drew Brees would have done the same Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Like there has to be like that to me. And we, and we look for Teddy to be, you know, they always say, Oh, he's so serious. He's all ball. You wait until that time to do something. To not be all ball. <laughs> right. Like I, I just, I, there, there's so many things wrong with that. And, and, and Teddy, honestly, he had a good game that day. There's real besides the sack that he took and you can, you can debate whether, you know, that was his fault or not. But um, like that move on that drive, you didn't even get a first down. Like you scrambled and you got back to the line of scrimmage, basically. For you to go over there and do that, cut that and do that after the game. Like that's when you do, you hug, you, uh, but the, from, from game start to game end, we beefing like we not even cool. Like, don't smile at me. Don't talk to me. Don't help me up off the off the ground. Like, I'm one of those type of people. Like, if we could be friends, like we could be best friends. But we're on a, we're on opposing teams and we're playing each other. If I knock you down, I'm gonna look at you. I'm gonna walk off. I'm not helping you up. It ain't no laughs. It ain't no jokes. I'm talking trash. Like, I would never do no stuff like that. That was to me insulting to Panthers fans. It definitely was. And like I said, this this is a Panthers um, fan base that's still reeling. Teddy still has to win them over. You still have to win them over. You, I don't think you, well, I'm not going to say I don't think. You would never see Cam Newton do that. 
Absolutely not. You will never see Cam Newton do that. And conversely, Eli Apple was on that Saints team last year also, but he was ready to knock if you buck after that late hit on Robbie Anderson. And this Eli Apple, he don't even want to play, but he'll... (laughs) Let me stop. I I, I am... I'm Guys, I am on the floor. Well, I'm on the bed, but still. Okay, my bad. He might want to play, but he got more excited about coming to the defense of... uh, of what was it? I think was it, it, was, it was either Robbie or DJ. Somebody Robbie. got hit out of bounds. He, he came. He was more excited about coming to the defense of Robbie Anderson than he is about getting on the field. I re, I respect that to a certain extent, but like that, I I when I'm yeah, I'm watching the I'm watching the game and you were there. I if we were both in the press box, I'd have looked at you like, girl, what in the world is going on? Like, what are you really doing? Yeah, I mean. Look, we know a lot of these guys are friends off of the field. They, you know, Teddy spent years in St. Not St. Louis, I'm sorry, in New Orleans. We get it. You have some friends and some buddies that are on the team, but like it's game time. Like when we hungry, we eat type deal. And the competitor, I just, I didn't understand them. I didn't understand. Turn around, did all that and turned around and lost. And that man said all that hustle to throw the ball away. And all that. Then, you know, of course, Drew Brees, oh, that was funny. You know, he had to, you know, they're joking. Oh, he had to run a long way to come over here and, and, and sit down on the bench. You know, I was reading the comments and they were yucking up Teddy. And I'm like, if y'all had lost the game, y'all would have been saying all that. Uh, no, I mean, you, they you were playing yourself. They were petty, girl. They were petty in those po- in that post game. I told you, Drew Brees was the one that made the comment that they didn't even need to activate their punter. Because they didn't punt the entire game. And you over and, there um, sitting and chilling on their sideline. I'm not going to, we're not going to belabor this. Just know, to me, I thought it was tacky. I thought that uh, it was inappropriate for the situation. Honestly, you know, I'm the type of person, I want my players in that type of situation to be quote unquote oh, all you ball. Need to, be a, need to be a dog. I want you to be all ball and I want you to be a dog. Like, gotta rough. be a dog. Now, all of that, and as horrible as the defense played, um, the Panthers were still in place before that sack. They were driving to either tie or or win the game. And um, that third quarter sack was a loss of eight, put them back at fourth and 11. When they trotted Joey Sly out there to attempt that 65-yarder, which would have been an NFL record, I was like. But, I mean, you really had. so close, though. He came very, very close now. To his credit, he didn't practice all week. He just got off COVID reserve on Friday. So he had not been practicing. He said he did a couple things here and there with his personal trainer, but he had not been practicing. He hit, I want to say, a 60-footer. Not 60-footer, I'm sorry, 60-yarder in pregame. So I get it. You got to try. And I don't know if people saw at home, on the broadcast at home, what was on the Jumbotron as during the two-minute break. I heard. So, so for those of you guys who did not know, during the two minute, you know, Joey Sly came on to attempt the field goal after the two minute warning. During that two minute warning, the Saints played Sly's missed field goal from last season's win on the Jumbotron. I wonder if he saw that. I yeah, he was asked he was asked after the game if he saw he said that he didn't really pay I don't I didn't believe him though there's, there's no way him. you did not see that on the jumbotron Absol- yeah, there are 3,000 fans in the Superdome which is nobody he can 
he can say he didn't see it, but even if he didn't see it, he heard, I'm sure it was commentary. Uh, I'm sure it was like a replay where you could hear the commentators say what was going on. You right? could hear it. You could hear the, the, you could hear the crowd cheer as he missed it wide, right? This like it threw me off so bad that I looked up and I was like, did he just kick that? And I said, oh my God, that's last, that's petty. last year. I, I live for that kind of petty, honestly, but I, I think. And the that- Saints are, they are good at it. We talked about it coming into this game. They are good at, at the, the, the petty games. They're well, good at that. I'd rather, I'd rather have the petty than my than quarterback sitting on the bench of the, the sideline and sitting on the bench of the, of the, of the enemy at that time. Absolutely not. Now, one thing I did see raging on the timeline is whether or not Christian McCaffrey should be brought back for this Falcons game. So he's been designated to return. Um, he, we didn't see him active during the media portion of practice, but he did switch to a full contact jersey and helmet. And he's been designated to return, which means the Panthers have, I think now it's 20 days. Yesterday started the 21-day window that they have to bring him back off of IR to the active roster. They have until four o'clock Thursday on game day to bring him back if they're choosing to do so this week. The deadline is tomorrow at 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Um, Some people were arguing, oh, it's just the Falcons and, you know, we're going to need him more when we go to the Chiefs. And there, there are people that were saying, no, it doesn't matter if it's the Falcons. We need him now because we need as many wins as possible. The Panthers do not have an easy schedule coming up. It's so tough. what are your thoughts on whether or not C-Mac should play tomorrow or not? I don't know. Now, earlier in the week, I was talking about this on um, on a radio show, and I said, rest rest Christian this week um, against, a, what, one in six, two in six? I guess they won last week against a Falcons team, uh, you know, the or one in six. So the Pal- Falcons are one in six, and the Panthers mm-hmm. are three and four. Um I, re- I guess it really just depends on what you're playing for. If the Panthers feel like they have a legitimate shot of making the playoffs and you play Christian McCaffrey, um, right. you play Christian McCaffrey. Now, if you want to save him for your tougher matchups, you rest him. I, I just, I think in this situation, um, if I had to pick a side, I would pick the side of letting him chill and bringing him back for the game against the Kansas city chiefs, right? Which is, well, their, which is the, their next game, right? After the yes, Falcons. Yes. They have like a little miniature buy or whatever, because the game is on a Thursday. So right. they have a couple extra days to prepare to go there in this on the road. They'll be going to Kansas city, but the Falcons defense is next to last in the league. They're allowing an average of 425.9 yards per game. Um, rushing wise though, they're one of the better teams to stop in the rush. They're sixth in the league. Um, seventh in rushing yards per attempt so it'll be an interesting it'll be an interesting game and like I said this is not a team as much as I say the Falcons gonna Falcon this is not a team right now where the Panthers are personnel wise this is not a team that they can afford to look past and looking on to Kansas City and what and I agree I agree I think that they're gonna take them seriously but Mike Davis ate against the Falcons in Atlanta he did he had 149 yards 89 rushing 60 receiving and one receiving touchdown like he's going to eat um and because he had so much success against the Falcons last time I would, you know, I, I roll with him. I roll with him and bring and bring, and bring Christian back against the uh, Chiefs. I don't think that you get 
that much better by bringing Christian back. You get better, you get better. But um, the way that Mike Davis played and the success he had against the Falcons, I see him reciprocating that um, or repeating that, you know, tomorrow at home on Thursday night football. Like I just, I just see him eating again. So, you know, but I, I low key, I think Christian is ready to come back. I think he's ready to come back. I think they suit him up tomorrow, whether we see I him in so. a limit capacity or whether we're going to see full on C-Mac, you know, it could be return of the <laughs> C-Mac. <laughs> I couldn't resist it. Being, but, um, and the weather, that's that's one of the things that you have to look at. He's coming back off of a high ankle sprain. This will be is potentially going to be wet primetime game. So I think he does suit up. Now, how many snaps we will see him take? That's, you know, yet to be determined. But I think we see him suit up tomorrow. I, I agree. He wasn't on the injury report at all. Um, well, since Panthers he's still technically on IR, he will. Oh, that's be on right. There. That's yes, right. He's still technically on there. But those who are on the injury report, so Russell Okung is doubtful. Marquise Haynes questionable. Zach Kerr questionable. John Miller questionable. F.L. Obata questionable. Kerr and Okung did not practice today. Haynes, Miller, Obata were full participation. So I'm guessing it's safe to assume that Haynes, Miller, and Obata will play. Will play. If Zach Kerr isn't available, like that's a huge loss right there because he's that's actually, a huge loss. He's been playing decently. And I want to say his is with a toe, also, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's had a nagging toe injury for a couple of weeks, also, but he still has played through it. So that Panthers defense, we already knew that they were young, but they're getting hit with, with, you know, sickness and COVID and injuries and all types of stuff. Like, it'll be interesting to see. This is where we, like you said last week, this, the Saints game, you're going down, you're going down to New Orleans. You have not had a lot of success down there. They're divisional. You get to see what you're made of. I think that this is another one of those games. And what stuck out to me, though, in New Orleans, Ash, Ashtai, Vashtai, was the number of mistakes that the vets were making. Mm, yeah. Not necessarily the rookies, not the second-year guys, the vets, the missed tackles, the missed assignments. They were brutal. They, and they, they were brutal. And those are plays that you really you really have to make. And side note, speaking of vets, y'all stop saying to hear White was at the club with uh Listen, Josh when Hopkins. I saw them say <laughs> check that footage and that to hear was in the video, I, I was like, you know what? They said 52 was in there too. <laughs> <laughs> leave to hear out of that club with Josh Hawkins. Like, y'all relax. Good grief. They be giving to hear. Hell, it, okay. listen, they give him everything he can handle. Okay. Leave 52 out of it. But anyways, I, I digress. <laughs> uh, yeah. That defense was, was, was disappointing. And, and people have said like, even despite the defensive play, defense playing so bad, the Panthers were in it, but you know, last game, Gurley had a really big game against the Panthers. If Kerr is not available, I, I guess they'll go with, um, Brandon, what's Brandon's last name? Uh, rookie out of Baylor. Um, Brandon. All right, guys, I am missing his name. Bravion, Bravion Roy. Y'all know who I was talking about. Not Brandon. I was about to say Bra- Bravion. My bad, Bravion. I called him. There's so many new names I and called, faces that I sometimes I get a little tongue tied too. I called you did, but it's okay. 
Yeah, well, you, you definitely did. Sheena's looking definitely. at me like, I don't know a Brandon on the <laughs> I was over here trying to, you know, pick my brain to see if it was, I'm telling you, it's so many new names. And then yeah. now, you know, we got a trade de- trade deadline coming up. So we might be learning some more new names. Who knows? But um, <laughs> guys, if you had to take your pick right now, well, I'll give it to y'all. I- I'll let y'all y'all weigh in after the game tomorrow. We're going to put up a poll. You get to pick one player. We're going to put an offense, defense. Oh, gosh. You already know. <laughs> one player. Who would you guys? <laughs> this is Who would you better. guys like to trade? Oh, goodness. That's a good, that's a good one, though. <laughs> it that's is. It's coming up. Everybody's looking one. like, oh, November 3rd is election day. I already voted. So no- November 3rd for me is going to be like, okay, so... What's going on Who's with these still trades? on the team? What's, What's going, going on with, with these, these trades? trades? The Panthers, they have to bring in a corner. They have to. They have to. I mean, yeah. And Rasul's out a little bit longer than we have I was seen just other people. I that. Yeah, because we see some people out for five. Because they have to have five negative tests, guys. If you don't, because Vashti and I were looking like, how in the hell are these NFL players on the coming, COVID? Right. Coming back before 14 days. What kind of special cure do they have? But what happens is they just have to test negative for five days. And sometimes they aren't completely clear and transparent about whether the reason that a player is on the COVID reserve list. Right. Because that's what I was going to say. Because they didn't confirm that he had COVID. They ended, they put on the list saying that either he had it or he was around somebody who tested positive. Positive, But with him being out still, right now and this is just an assumption or an educated guess like not only would i guess because it's been like it's been about a week now right it's been at least five days it's been he went on there last friday so tomorrow will be a week okay so he they have to have five days of negative test yeah because joey sly and um, one of the old linemen went on the COVID reserve list on monday last monday and they were activated that friday so they had five negative tests yeah so well maybe maybe you know maybe maybe he doesn't maybe he's you know because since it hasn't been technically five days but the short week the fact that they play on thursday really hurts them in that Mm -hmm. way that if russell douglas would normally be available on sunday he's not going to be available tomorrow how uh, how else do you think that the Panthers will be affected by this short week? Positive or negative? Um, like I said, the defense, I don't feel like they looked very good last week. Um, and you're if the Falcons don't do anything, they're gonna get those passing and receiving yards. Yeah. And Panthers fans know that all too well. Whether they win or lose the game, they're gonna get their their yards. And they weren't completely out of the game the first in the first meeting, and they were without Julio Jones. If you remember, Calvin Ridley started mm-hmm. getting hot, mm-hmm. and that's all it takes. I mean, they had the Callaway guy down in New Orleans looking like damn Jerry Rice. <laughs> because what the oh, what the Saints did seriously, because what the Saints did to that defense last Sunday without Michael Thomas or Emmanuel Sanders was bad there was a lot of soft zone you cannot do that against the oh it was so soft like i could i could probably catch a pass on that zone running like one mile an hour like i just i was like why are they playing so far off of these guys i felt 
I felt like they were in prevent, prevent defense for <laughs> the whole game. And I mean, I get it. You want to keep the play in front of you, but when you're 10 to 20, that's automatic first down. And we've seen the Panthers defense do this. This was before Phil Snow, guys. Yeah. That's always been my complaint. But I'm, you know, from the bump and run era, like I, I, you got to press, get some man coverage, but they might, they don't have the personnel for that right now. Well, this so, may be the only time when a short week may be more advantageous for the Panthers than other teams because they're so young. So, you know, they, oh, they can bounce back. back. You'll bounce back yeah. at 22, 23s, different than you'll bounce back at 30, 31. So I right. think that these players will be able to bounce back more or bounce back easier because of their youth. I think that'll help them out um, in when it comes to like these short weeks like that, because you got an old head. Like I, I, I know Matt Ryan, he probably sleeping in the cold tub. I'm done. <laughs> That should be so ready to give these NFC South quarterbacks their AARP membership. It ain't even funny. She's ready to, to pass them the senior citizen coat, guys. I'm telling you, I know that man sleeps in the tub. I know. I know he's in the tub. He's sleeping in the tub. He get up, shower, go back in the tub. I mean, he has to do some extra things to be ready with this quick turnaround. So I, you know, prime time, prime time. What do you think? The pen- how do you think that? I mean, I don't know. I don't think it matters. They're going to need their offense the same way the offense kept them in the game last week. They're going to need that because I just, I see Matt Ryan in that receiving court. I see him eating. Like I said, you saw what Drew Brees and a couple of receivers that we really have not heard, heard of. You saw what they did last week. And again, the personnel is what was going to hurt the Panthers. The, Can Teddy the win a shootout though? That's what is he, he going to have to because I think that's what we're going to see tomorrow. It's going to be a shootout. Brian Burns is a force, but he's one person. Yeah, They're going to have to person. get consistent pressure on Matt Ryan to help out that secondary, that depleted secondary. They have to. And yeah. I know we talked about all the personnel changes back there. Sam Franklin stepped in. I thought he did a, a solid job last mm-hmm. week. He you did. Know, but, but not having Justin Burris hurts. It does, and it's not like Justin Burris is just just this exceptional player. But, you know, when you have time in the league, you've seen a lot more. You know know how to react in certain situations, and you miss that tremendously when you don't, you know, when you don't. It was actually his his interception in the end zone that that sealed the game the first time. So that's going to be big guys, but to, to help that secondary out, it's going to, it's going to fall on the defensive front four and they're going to really take a blow if Zach Kerr cannot go. So all those things considered, I think it's going to be a shootout and you got, you guys are going to get to see if Teddy is really a game manager or if he is a game changer. That's what we're going to see tomorrow night or Thursday like night that. at Bank of America. That's going to be our title, game manager or game changer. I like that. Girl, you better be glad Christian ain't back because you know our title was about to be return of the CMAC. Oh, that would have been terrible. It would have been hilarious. I, Guys, I, I'm, I I'm determined. Bad. Y'all, I'm going to catch Vashti bobbing her head to return of the match. Well, not. It's, speaking of tomorrow, if it's going to be a shootout, and you mentioned the weather earlier right now, uh, it's showing a 45% chance of rain at eight o'clock, which would be, um, which would be kickoff time. So nothing above 50%. I hope that the rain holds off because I want to see 
what Teddy can do. I want to know if he can, if he can go. If he all eyes on so. little bit, all eyes are going to be on little bear Teddy. And like I said, you, like you said, can he win a shootout? This is what it's going to be. Cause Matt Ryan is a gunslinger. You can go through all the pan, all the Falcons records and even the most terrible of seasons that they had. He got his passing yards. Much like Jameis did down in Tampa, right. but he's he's gonna get those yards. You just have to make sure that you get more. You got well. We'll see. We'll see real quick. Um, especially if if he's going to need to do that. I don't like you said. Uh, men lie. I say this a lot. Men lie. Women lie. Numbers don't. So we're playing. Two offenses are nothing to really write home about. I mean, it's just so it, right. it's gonna be on the offense and if if these two they two that they go at it then you know we'll we'll see who comes out on top uh as far as offenses go the falcons are now sixth even though they're one and six which is crazy but they're sixth in total yards per game told you don't get those yards (laughs) the panthers are 16th in total yards per game uh the falcons defense is 31st in total yards given up, well, there there goes your one and six, and which is at the bottom. And the Panthers are thirteenth, but the Panthers did not fare well when it came to that against the Falcons when they played a few weeks ago. So, you know, we'll see what happens. Do you want to do predictions? If one more stat line that I feel like we have talked about so many times this season, more so than other seasons, is third down efficiency. Oh, girl. They were so bad last week. Carolina's defense is 31st in the league in third down efficiency. People That means opponents are converting 56% of their third down attempts. And the Falcons' offense is 12th in third down efficiency. That's going to be your stat of the game. That's going to be your stat of the game. That was the stat of the game last week, the game the week before that. The defense has to get off the field because the longer they're out there, the more Julio you get, the more Calvin Ridley you get. I just don't know how realistic it'll be about with them getting off the field. Like, Snow is going to have to dial up some pressure, like some, I I need to see some exotic blitzes or something from him. He's got to do something. You can't rely... You, you don't really have like, you know, you don't really have cover corners like that. You like don't. That. You have one corner that can match up man to man and he is nursing ter- ter- turf toe. I mean, it, it's, it, it could be, it could get ugly. It could get ugly fast. That third, third down, it, it was money. I think the Saints only didn't convert one third down two it was two of them two two third downs out of what 13 two for 14 they were 86 percent like and they weren't all third and short like these were like 15 yeah like this and they play prevent defense and they're like oh we're not gonna give up the touchdown no but you're gonna give up the first down and they did keep, keep the drive going. <laughs> keep on, keep on, keeping on, keep on moving on. So, yeah, I, I I'm glad you brought that up because that will definitely be the stat of the game. Um, Sands, who can put up more yards um, as far as between Bridgewater and uh, and Ryan? So, do and you want to do? You, we don't do predictions usually because we're so far out. But since it's Thursday and the game is on Thursday. My prediction, I'm going 
I'm going 30-27 Panthers. Okay. So so Teddy wins the shootout. I think Teddy just has more time. That, that was the other thing I wanted to say was that um, we get to see what Joe Brady's made of because in the games that the Panthers have won, they have dominated time of possession. They put together these long 17, mm-hmm. 18 play drives. We didn't necessarily, they play well in, in New yeah. Orleans, but that's what it's going to take. It's going to be who gets the ball, has the ball the longest, especially in a shootout. So it'll be interesting to see what he crafts and, and what, what, um, what effect Curtis Samuel has now that he's getting more touches. Yeah. So it'll, it'll be very interesting. It's going to definitely, um, I'm interested to see, to see how, how Brady responds to that first primetime game for a lot of these guys. Um, what do you think? How do you think the young guys are going to do under the lights? I think they're going to be hype. Um, like I said earlier, I think their recovery is going to be better than the older heads on, uh, on the Falcons physically. Um, I think, you know, guys, I think they naturally are going to get up for these type of games because they're younger. Like, I think this is a Panthers only prime time game. I believe so. I don't know if they sure. have a. I don't know if they have a Monday night game this this season. I don't. I, I, I'm. I. I think this is, or they may have one Monday night. But I. I. I I'm pretty sure that this is their only prime time game, um, and uh, there weren't many last year. Were there any last year? I know they were in London last year. There, um, oh, there was one the, at the beginning. Yeah, the they had the Saints in prime time and lost by three. Was that at the beginning of the season? I know they opened. I believe up, so. Opened up with the national so. game last year, so it's been a long time since the Panthers have been on a national stage. That's rapid. Long story short, it's been a long time since the Panthers have been on a national stage. I think they respond. I think the young guys are hype about playing prime time on television, um, and I think that I think they show up. Now, you can show up at the beginning. But are you gonna get knocked in the mouth when all is said and done? So that's that's the thing. They're gonna show up, but are they gonna be able to keep up? I think they will. I think I think the I think the Panthers will win. Um, I've been picking against them the last. I picked against them with the Saints. I picked against them. I think with the Bears. I was correct, but I think that they'll win this week at home. Uh, and I don't know. I would like to see 30-27. I'm thinking it'll probably be more like 24-21. Okay, but still three-point game. Yeah, it'll be pretty close. Yeah. Speaking of keeping up, guys, we can't thank you enough for all of your support. This is what, episode 13? 13, we rolling. Listen, and if you guys aren't already, make sure that you are subscribing. We drop new episodes each and every Thursday, wherever you get your podcasts or riotreport.com backslash quick hyphen blitz. As always, you can find me on Twitter, Sheena underscore Marie three and Vashchai at keep blitzing. <laughs> Thank you guys for making this so much fun. Make sure that you vote in this poll because we check the results. We mm-hmm. laugh sometimes because you guys Definitely are hilarious. check the results and we will share them with y'all. I also want to shout out the roaring riot who will be in the stands tomorrow night we'll be looking for y'all um and and keep pounding
Two, one, zero, all engine running. Lift off.